0: Bullet cast for, 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 for life.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my guest at this time, the daddy of the district, the ankle breaker, Jordan Blade. Jordan, how are you doing today?
0: What's up, guys? I'm good, man. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, I had, a, I, had a, I had a blast hanging out and chopping it up with you at a GSW this past weekend out in New Jersey. A lot of yeah. a lot, of, it was fun, man. The voltage tapings, the the pay per view <laughs> or the free per view because it was on YouTube. A lot, a lot of great stuff happened. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get into voltage. We're gonna get into your match at a global festival. But we just we had to we had to kind of take it back from the beginning, you know. Sure. So I've been doing my research about you. Uh, you've loved wrestling ever since you were a child, and you actually created a PowerPoint for your mom listing different wrestling schools. I did. I have I I mean, I've heard people, like, beg their parents to, like, pay the money for them to train. I've never heard of anybody putting in this much effort. So just, just kind of give us the, the back step, man. How did all that come to be?
0: <laughs> well, that's just kind of how I am. Like, if I want something or um i guess you know anything i'm passionate about i'm going to research it as much as i can Um, and that's kind of how i got into independent wrestling because when i
1: first started watching
0: wrestling i only knew smackdown and then i was introduced to raw and then i was introduced to ring of honor and then after Ring of honor just kind of spiraled from there and you know me getting on the computer and researching and things like that so in my research obviously um I found all these schools and especially um when uh Mickey James made her debut um I was like oh my goodness somebody from Richmond, Virginia where they train let's go you know um so I I always wanted to present everything especially to my mom at that age um you know like I knew what, what I was talking about like I was organized. I was prepared. So she wouldn't have to do anything except for, you know, pay the money. Um, At that point, I was in middle school. So obviously I did not start training in middle school. Um, I started training after I graduated college. But um, obviously the the passion and dedication was there from an early age.
1: Awesome. People listening to this or even kids that put up a PowerPoint, maybe maybe you'll be successful. Maybe your parents will, you know, pay for the training at that young of an age. Cause I mean, it's become more of a a norm. Like uh, the only person I heard of that would train at such an early age was like TJP, but then like talking to like Robert Martyr, he started training at 14 and a couple other people. So this is kind of becoming more of a normalized thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got people, um, you know, obviously Robert Martyr. um, very good friend of mine, uh, very jealous that he started when he started. But obviously, Billy Starks, um, I think for me, is the first person that comes to mind. Um, I don't I don't know exactly um, what age she started, but I think she's 16 right now. Um, so if that gives you any perspective, I, I believe, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Um, yeah. I've, and I've then,
0: been... you know, a lot of people over in the UK, you know, start when they're, you know, 14 or 16 or something like that.
1: I think the youngest I've heard of and you know, Starboy Charlie.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: He, he started at 11.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: And he, and I think he just turned 18.
0: Okay.
1: Well, so, I mean, it, it's become,
0: prodigies, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: become more of a norm. It really has. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, where did you start training? Was it in Virginia or did you go to the DC area or.
0: Yeah, so I started training in Virginia um, at a now-defunct promotion called Ground Zero Pro Wrestling. It was in Henrico, so uh, it was about 15 minutes from my house. So that was the most convenience I would ever get ever again as it pertains to wrestling, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, I did want to move up to, um, you know, Philly and all that. Um, you know, I started be, becoming serious about um becoming a professional wrestler because obviously everyone knows that the Northeast is kind of one of the uh, meccas, if you will, of professional wrestling. And I knew that from an early age. Um, but yes, yeah, so I started training um, in Henrico, Virginia, ground zero Pro wrestling. I had um, graduated college at that point, so 2015. And I trained for two years until I made my debut in uh, the summer of 2017. Um, at uh, another defunct promotion called Nova Pro um, up in Northern Virginia, obviously. Um, and they were doing uh, tryout shows, like yearly tryout shows. And when Ground Zero went under, I was just kind of like at an impasse. I was lost because, um, you know, Ground Zero for Wrestling put on the, uh, not weekly, uh, monthly shows. So I was kind of counting on that um, to be kind of like my debut Again, when they went under, I was like, where am I going to train now? What am I going to do? How am I going to make my debut? And obviously, I followed over pro wrestling, and I saw that they were doing um, tryouts, and I needed to send promo pictures in, and I needed to send... um, ancient music in. So I went over to my friend's house, like either that day, that same day or the next day. And she's kind of like a amateur photographer. So, um, I ordered some really, uh, cheap, uh, spandex off of eLucha, um, that people thought, um, that I think Suicide Squad had come out at that point and they thought I was a fan of Harley Quinn. Um, I'm not a comic book fan. I don't dislike comic books, but I just don't read them and I don't watch Marvel or DC. So it was really awkward because I couldn't, they would, you know, come up and try to talk to me about comic books and stuff because they thought I was trying to cosplay Holly, Harley Quinn. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but anyway, uh, I went over to my, my best friend's house and we took some some promo photos. And I picked one of my favorite songs at the time for my entrance music. And um, some of my friends came up. My mom came up uh, to Nova and uh, they saw me get beat up by Donnie Dollars, who uh, was great. Um, he definitely took care of me. Um, and um, yeah, I just kind of uh, went from there.
1: What was the song?
0: So uh, many people, not many people will probably know the song, but it was called Off With Her Head by Icon For Hire.
1: I've heard of Icon For Hire. I I don't think I've heard of that, that particular song, but okay. All right. Check it out. Right.
0: So it's a pretty good song. One of what of my still one of my favorite songs.
1: Okay, for sure. So I mean, we talked about this uh, a little bit at the after party. You you didn't wrestle amateurly. And and that's that's crazy because I mean you you you're embraced in the shoot style and the submissions and whatnot. So people I think they just automatically make that connection like I did.
0: Yeah, and I wish I did. Um I you know, like we were talking about uh, briefly at the uh, after party. Um, At GSW, I wanted to uh, do amateur wrestling um, in high school, but um, I felt as though, for me, it was I had a choice between playing a sport. So at that time, honestly, playing basketball, I played basketball at that point for 10 years um, and uh, being in marching band because um, I played French horn in uh, middle school and high school. Um, And then once I got to high school, I also played mellophone, which is like a marching style version of the French horn, just like an oversized trumpet. Um, And at my school, it was like, rumored, maybe true, maybe not true, um, that the sports coaches and the marching band director um, didn't get along just because you had to, they had to share athletes and musicians. Obviously, you would spend first half of your after school time at whatever sports practice, and then you'd have to split your time with your sports practice and marching band. And so they, neither of them liked that very much. And I was not going to be benched again the main sport I was focused on was basketball um, and I didn't want to be benched um, for only being able to attend basically half of the practices Um, so I decided to focus all my time in marching band which I don't regret I absolutely love band a ton of memories made a ton of friends in it Um, but yeah that was kind of my thought process at the time.
1: Okay, it's, it's, uh, it's normal for coaches and music instructors to have heat with each other. <laughs> it, yeah, it,
0: I figured I just didn't want to, like, you know, obviously I'm ooh, coming up on my 10-year reunion, if that dates me.
1: Um, I, I, I'm, I'll be there in a couple years myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to give uh, any, any, uh, any uh, rekindled heat <laughs> it, uh, with that.
1: <laughs> no, Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, you 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 don't wrestle you don't wrestle uh, amateurly, but you're a basketball player, so you're extremely well conditioned. Then, uh, so I yeah. mean, when did you take up Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Because you have a gold medal in BJJ and powerlifting. I've never met anybody that has a gold medal in both. <laughs>
0: actually, I mean, hell yeah, you might be right. I mean, you know, just just dust off my shoulder a little bit there, you know. I'm the kidding.
1: the first ever. <laughs>
0: Um, I actually started doing jiu-jitsu after I got into wrestling. Um, I think a lot of people think that I started doing jiu-jitsu before I got into wrestling. Okay. Um, that how, was not the case.
1: How long have you been wrestling, actually? I, I don't I don't think I've ever heard this.
0: Yeah, so I made my debut in the summer of 2017. Um, okay. I didn't start doing jiu-jitsu until maybe early 2018 um, okay. on a consistent basis. Um, so I just got my blue belt in May in jiu-jitsu. Um, awesome, so yes. Yeah, awesome that uh, the tournament that I got my gold medal and that was my first uh, ever gold medal in jujitsu. Um, and it was my first um, gold medal um, as it was my first tournament as a blue belt. Um, so that, that really meant a lot to me. And I think t- for me, um, I'm a very competitive person. So when I lose, uh, I'm a sore loser. I don't like, to lose. I don't, I mean, no one likes to lose, but I'm a sore loser. So, um in past tournaments i've you know because I, I lost both my gi matches first um and normally i would have like hung it up i've been like ah, i done like f this blah 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 but i got my composure i was like okay i'm not doing this this time i need to refocus and then i just got on the mat for my gi matches really not expecting much because i don't actually train no gi that much um Uh, surprisingly right um and then i went in there and got two wins in a row so
1: that's awesome that's awesome i i did a little brazilian jiu-jitsu it was only for like a month when back when i was 15 i got tapped out a lot it's not something i'm proud of um
0: when when you're you when you're a white belt your job is to tap (laughs) i mean straight up that's your job
1: I, I felt pretty. I made a blue belt tap once. I felt I felt like a little badass that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, as, as long as, as long as, sorry, I'm in my car right now, but as long as you don't let that get to your head, then then it, it's
1: all good. Okay. So when did you take up powerlifting?
0: So I had been powerlifting. Ooh, I was going back. So competitively, like seriously, probably probably 2015 2016 so i tore my acl in 2013 yeah 2013 for my acl 2013 um i was a sophomore in high school and i was actually about to start um with my wrestling training um like my mom like, again i still gonna have to pay for it so she went to the school gxw with me and everything and um you know, I was, she was going to pay for it. And I was going to start. And like two months later, I uh, tore my ACL, I played um, ultimate Frisbee in college um, in high school and college. And that's how I told my
1: ACL. You've done everything.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was I, my poor mother. I, <laughs> I, I ran her ragged. I really did. I really did. But um, she's, I'm an only child, but um, she's, she's great. She's um, one of the reasons why, like I, I keep, going and, and doing what I do. Um, obviously, I love professional wrestling. I've wanted to be a pro wrestler since I was 12. But, you know, for my family, this is this is another reason that I keep going. Um, but after my uh, after my injury and my rehab and all that, um, I wanted to I wanted to get stronger. Um, you know, me tearing my ACL was not my fault. Someone ran into my knee. <laughs> um, but I was really immersed in. Um, the human body and anatomy and like I have my uh, bachelor's degree in exercise science um, so I was really enamored with that and I was like okay I I need to get stronger I like working out um, I need to figure out how to you know do this safely um, and then I contacted um, a coach uh, out based out in Indiana Drew Shoemaker um, who I found him through following uh crazy mary dobson so uh sarah logan right um on instagram and she would tag him like because she would be doing like weightlifting movements like cleaning jerks and snatches and stuff movements that i'd always wanted to do but you know never knew the technique or anything so she would keep tagging him like that was obviously her coach at the time and i was like let me hit him up. So I just sent him a message. I think I might've emailed him or something. And, um, he was my first like actual coach. And so we did, uh, remote coaching, um, for a while and I learned a ton, uh, through him and we had never met in person for, I think like two years. And then I went to, uh, Kentucky. Um, I went out to OBW for a week, out there, and uh, my wife and I drove up to Indiana, and we had met him for the first time, and we've been uh, friends ever since, like, going to his wedding in a, in a month, <laughs> so, like, um, but yeah, like, I I just kind of immersed myself in powerlifting, um, and it just became another passion of mine, and I signed up for my first meet, and I was very much unprepared. I did not know I needed a singlet, and I was almost going to have to just compete like as a guest and not like they weren't going to let me um, compete as an actual lifter because I didn't have a singlet. But luckily one of the chicks I was warming up next to, she had an extra singlet. So she let me borrow it. So I was able to lift like as an actual competitor and I got a gold medal. Like if I hadn't have like gotten a singlet, I would have still lifted more than everyone else in my weight class, but I, none of the lifts would have, um, would have, uh my god, would have counted. Okay. So it was just kind of been. It was just kind of like fate, and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to read the rules and be more prepared. So now for my next one, which I, I haven't even figured out what my next one's gonna be, but now now I'm prepared. I have a singlet and everything.
1: Oh, I I, I didn't know you needed a singlet for powerlifting. That's interesting. All right.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you can compete in raw or equipped. Raw is like the like minimal equipment. Um, that you um, are allowed to use. Like you still need a singlet. Um, obviously you need to just, like shoes. Um, and then you can wear knee sleeves and you can wear a belt. And that's about it. Cause there's like, there's, there's, you can use like fur equipped, you can use knee wraps. Um, I think you can use wrist wraps. There's squat suits, there's bench suits. Like there's a ton of other equipment. I'm just going to compete raw cause I, I'm not gonna I don't wanna I mean I don't wanna spend money on like a squat suit or whatever. So I'm just gonna compete raw for the rest of my life. That's it.
1: Okay, for sure. You do so much cool shit, man. Jesus. <laughs> I need to get up off my ass and do something. I love it. I no, love it.
0: I run myself ragged, is what I do. I need to sit <laughs> my ass down somewhere.
1: Oh oh man. So I mean <laughs> you're in a you're in a tag team with EL O'Neill, the kings of the district. We're gonna talk about that, but you do you do have some uh some singles championship accolades. Under your mm-hmm. belt, uh, the first ever PPW Super Middleweight Champion. Uh, that was won under UWF rules, and for anybody that doesn't know how that works, you can win by TKO, submission, or points. So, yes. tell us about that tournament. You uh, you didn't you beat Daniel Garcia to go on and win this thing?
0: I did not beat Daniel Garcia. No, I in the finals I beat Cole Radrick.
1: But d- you rust- did you wrestle Garcia? In I have never wrestled Garcia, what? but I want okay. to. And, okay. Uh, there was some miscommunication there. All right.
0: Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, so I went – not I don't want to say went through, but I wrestled uh, Jaden uh, in the first round um, and beat him. And then I wrestled uh, Nick King in the second round, uh, beat him by uh, TK, TKO um, – And then, sorry, beat Jaden in the first round by via ankle lock. Then I met Robert Barter in the semifinals. Rob, Rob's my boy. I love him to death. Um, I beat him via armbar, um, and then met Cole Radrick in the finals. Um, the 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 guy that this was kind of named after was Cole Radrick in the Super Middleweight Grand Prix, and I beat Cole via pop up ankle lock.
1: Okay, I've never seen a pop up ankle lock. Okay, all, all, all right.
0: Well, you need to go back and watch that then, because uh, that was that was one of the first times that. I had uh, I, I
1: busted that out of the old arsenal, so uh, okay. Was, was... a, a mathematician, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That might be the might be the new gimmick. The mathematician, yeah. Hey, we, <laughs> we, we don't know. We don't, don't know. Don't be
0: giving. Don't be giving these out for free, man.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm just trying. I'm just trying to help anybody I can. Anybody I can. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, I mean, what the the title, obviously it's not gender specific. So, I mean, what, what does that, what does that mean to you that you can get in there with basically anybody, man or woman and tap them out and show your dominance?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really important to me. And it's really important um, that myself and uh, Paradigm, who's been um, nothing but good to me. I, you know, props to Paradigm. um, They've, and everyone out in Indiana, they've been nothing but kind and sweet, um, to me. And I owe a lot of my success to them, um, for even for just giving me an opportunity, uh, back in December, which kind of like jump-started this whole whirlwind of, uh, of, uh, you know, just this momentum that I've, I've been having, um, over these past, you know, nine months or so, which is insane. Um, but that yeah, that's, this being a non-gender specific um, title is very important to me because, you know, we have people all the time. The, the argument pops up every now and then where, you know, people are against intergender wrestling. And if you, if you don't like intergender wrestling just because you don't like it, then you don't like it. Uh, you know, people are not going to like every specific type of wrestling and that's totally fine. The issue comes in and we've had this discussion many times in mediums as it the best. You know when people say that it resembles or is like in any way like domestic violence and again Mia Yim says it the best words like the difference is consent obviously we are consenting to get in the ring with another male another female and um another nine non-binary person to go out there and to fight each other um obviously domestic violence is not that. It is the opposite of that. Um, so when people use that argument, I, I, I just categorize it as weak. Um, again, if you just don't like it, just say you don't like it. Um, if you don't have a reason, then that's fine. But, um, again, I train and every female will tell you this. They train with guys that's how they got into this business they more than likely were the only female there or one of the only females there in their training program i get like i'm sitting outside of my gym right now and i'm about to go get beat up by most likely a ton of dudes especially because a lot of them are going to get ready to go to pan ams next week uh in florida and they're in in competition mode and they're about to smash the hell out of me I got to make sure that a I'm going to be a good training partner and be able to give it right back to him as, as best as I can. And B obviously I'm consenting to this. Like I'm definitely masochistic <laughs> because I will get off the mat and be like, you like, fuck dude. Like, uh, that was like a really good like triangle like you know, popped my head off like that like that was sick like that, most people do not talk like that <laughs> and most people you know like my tweet the other day I'm like oh look all these bruises I've come home with must must have been in a war with Jynai Kai like of course like I I love this shit like it's just it's just something about it that like might sound cliche but it's just like it makes me feel alive and the fact that like the only t- uh, like that I can think of. The only time I've come home with bruises from wrestling, it's from wrestling Janai. Janai will, will kick your ass. Man, woman don't even matter. Man, woman, non-binary don't even matter. Janai will kick your ass. Uh, and, you know, I'm the same. She'll literally kick your head off, and I'll make sure that you can't kick because you don't have an ankle to stand on.
1: Awesome. I, I love Janai. I had the pleasure of talking to her, too. She's great. And I, yeah. think, I think that was the best explanation of like intergender wrestling that I've ever heard. Just, just the way you broke it down. That, that, that was great. I think that's the most important part of this interview.
0: Well, Hey man, I try to, I try to, I try to do my best. You know, Um, I just, like I said, I, I, I don't disagree with people who don't like it. It's weird when people are like, Oh, I don't agree with it. Agree with intergender wrestling? There's nothing to agree with. <laughs> There's something to agree or disagree with, and and I, I, one of my good friends, uh, my bestie, one of my besties, uh, Riley Shepard, just had this conversation on Twitter yesterday. Like some dude was just like, oh, "I just don't want you to get hurt." Blah blah blah. I will hurt Riley sooner than another dude will hurt Riley, and that's that's coming from a place of love, just because of how like. Like, this may sound cocky, but just because of how legitimate I am, I would hurt her before most of these dudes that she wrestles with. And that's that's just it. And she would probably agree with me.
1: Absolutely. So you're in a tag team, like I mentioned, with Eel O'Neal. Had the pleasure of talking to him, too. He's a great guy. The kings yep. of the district. For anybody that has not seen your guys' work, what can they expect?
0: Oh, man. We are... A mixture of like <laughs> a mixture of toughness and energy, a mixture of power and speed, a mixture of uh technical prowess and great theatrics. Um, Eel definitely, um, I mean, I can't think of enough. Um, I was talking to my wife about this the other day, I just feel as though. A lot of a lot of the good things that have happened to me in wrestling, I don't think would have happened um, if Eel and I weren't together, um, and I wholeheartedly mean that um, Eel is great uh, in all aspects for pro wrestling, um, and I want him to have as much success as he wants as he deserves. Um, he brings out the best in me because what I lack, he is exceptional at. Um, so that means the theatrics, that means uh, the facial expressions um, and things like that. Obviously he um, has an extensive theater background. So that definitely helps. Um,
1: I didn't know that. Okay.
0: Yep. Extensive theater background. I think he's, he's still involved in theater, but um, so when I watch him and you know, when I watch our matches back and I watch him and I watch the way he just moves around the the ring and even, excuse me, the way he cuts promos, it's inspiring to me because those are areas that I'm lacking in, like just point blank. I mean, that's no, that would not, that does not come as a surprise or shock to anyone. Um, but I think the things that I lack in, he compliments, um, and vice versa.
1: Okay. Yeah. He has a, he has a great match coming up for voltage. I don't know when it's airing, but, uh, he and, uh, he and Huckabee, they tore it up.
0: Dude. I, and I love, I love Huck, too. So, I mean, and I think that was a really good uh, match for him to have. Um, and I'm really excited that he was able to get that singles with Huckabee.
1: Yeah, to just show what he can do. Because, man, just sitting there being on the call for that, I'm like, man, this dude is good. He's yeah. just good.
0: Yes, both of them. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, speaking of high voltage, let's talk about GSW. How did you get involved with the company? Cause I saw you were, they advertised you for catalyst. I'm like, okay, who was this? And I just start finding your stuff and I'm like, Oh, Oh, she's legit. Okay. (laughs) So how'd this all come about?
0: Yeah, man. Um, they hit me up maybe in like January or February, um, before their first show back, um, I can't remember what it was now, but it was the show, um, that took place at monster factory. And I, the only ma- I, I, no offense to anyone, but the only match I remember on that card was Trisha Dora versus Deanna Perrazzo. Um, I mean, two of my favorite women's wrestlers today, going today, um, two that I've had the pleasure of being in the ring with, um, you know, and so they, they hit me up and, you know, they invited Eel and I down to the show, um, We we were up in Brooklyn um, taping something for IWW, um, and, you know, we were like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to be – it's going to be on our way back, so let's, you know, want to stop by and check it out. And, um, you know, we liked their presentation, um, production. Um, You could tell by the matches that they had on the card that they were going to be into, um, you know – Serious technical wrestling, and that's not to say that there, you know, there's always a place for comedy in wrestling, or you know, something to just be like lighthearted and fun. Um, that's just kind of the wrestling that I gravitate towards. Obviously, um, this past weekend, watching Davy Richards and Josh Josh Alexander, like that's the shit I like. That's that's that that's just me. That's my favorite type of wrestling. I like different types of wrestling, but that's that's my favorite type of wrestling. Um, and so I knew. That that was going to be a good fit, and so when they told me, you know, obviously they they had booked me already for May, um, the the May show, and um, maybe a few weeks, couple months or so later, um, you know, when they told me I was wrestling Deanna Perrazzo when the brackets came out, I my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> um, I was just like, Deanna freaking Perrazzo, like, Are you kidding me? Like this is crazy. Um, so for them to give me the opportunity to wrestle some of the biggest women on the Indies right now. Um, I it's 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 surreal. Um, I can't thank them enough. I I I can't um, you know, put into words how grateful I am. Um they have instilled a lot of faith and trust in me. Um, and obviously, you know, that's pressure. That's good pressure. Um, and I just thank them so much for, for having faith in me to, you know, take the ball and kind of run with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that match you had with Deanna Peraza, I mean, that, that was great. I loved that. And, I mean, it was my first time getting to really meet everybody because I've been doing the commentary from my room uh, here in Cali. And it, it's, it, it's, it's like a real family atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was, you know, and this show in particular, I, you know, might have been something different about the, um, the atmosphere, maybe because I, you know, the, the women had their own locker room, but like, I, this was, this was for all intents and purposes, the first time I'd really gotten to, um, sit down and talk and just hang out with the sea stars and they're they're freaking hilarious especially ashley they're freaking hilarious and we just had so much fun um you know i was able to share a room with like and the, the caliber of women i was able to share a locker room with the sea stars masha slimovich uh ak you know allison k um and you know vicious vicky like i was able to uh janai and, and kzt like i was able to share a locker room with them like how crazy was that and then like You know, I was able to, you know, talk to Jacob Tattoo for a little bit and Davy Richards and Josh Alexander, and they were all super down to earth. And it was just like everyone in the back was just like having a good time. Like it was it was just a good time. And I also love when wrestling shows are in bars. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I
1: know. (laughs) I I, I, I was standing next to you and Alexander. We guys were having your conversation to be a little kind of like a fly on the wall for that. That was that was cool for me to just to hear him give you advice. And you know, vice versa. For you guys to uh, just chop it up about the business, I thought that was super cool. And I mean, you you got a you got a big win on day two, going up against uh, Janai and Kzt. So that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm super stoked about that. Um, Janai and I, I mean, this is our fifth time in a match together. Okay, we've had three matches, three singles matches. Um, we've um, tagged against each other, came to the district versus Yokai, and then obviously this triple threat. Um, Every, and, well, yeah, and sorry. I'm, like, going back in my head. Um, and every time we get in the ring together, it's always magic. Always. Uh, there's just something I, I think any wrestler could tell you. There's at least one person. For me, it's, like, a few people. But there's at least that one person that you have that chemistry with in the ring. Um, and for me, I'm at the top of that list is Jani. You know who the other one is? Who's the that? Other one is, the other one is Trisha
1: Okay. Okay. Larry Tugman herself?
0: Yeah, Larry Tugman Larry Tugman herself. So um but yeah, like I said, every time Janai and I get I get into a ring, um, it's magic. Um I absolutely love uh, wrestling her, hopefully, you know, Mission Pro if you're listening. You want uh the kick demon and the submission sniper together. I hear y'all looking for some female tag teams just saying, you know. Um so mission
1: pro if you if you book that you gotta book her as the mathematician though.
0: <laughs> just add it to, to, to a to list of names that I'm you're, gonna you're,
1: use. You're about to be like Shawn Michaels with all the names. <laughs> all the, yeah, right. <laughs> Jordan's um, and, no
0: KCT. No, I'm sorry, and KZT is great too. I mean, obviously a, a black bone jujitsu. Um, so obviously I respect her and she's kind of, she's from my neck of the woods. Um, she's from Lynchburg, um, Virginia, which is like two hours West, um, of Richmond. Um, and you know, I saw her at a, at a jujitsu tournament back in, I think it was May. Um, and, you know, she was there just like, you know, why, supporting her team and helping out and stuff like that. Um, but you know, again, being in the ring, I was in the ring with two black belts. I mean, like, ha, like, that was so surreal for me. I know, like, at times I'm not at the same time, but you know.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, Jordan, it is the rapid-fire portion of the interview. So, Are you ready to go? All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Have you figured out how to use TikTok yet?
0: No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I tried, and I just – I'm old now. I'm old. It's past my prime. I'm old. I can't.
1: I yeah I'm not even I'm not even gonna attempt it. My little cousins try to show me. I'm just like I'm I'm not gonna do this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can't. It's done. It's, it's, it's over my head. I'm, it's, it's past me. The last app I can use now is like Snapchat or whatever.
1: <laughs> Favorite wrestler of all time. CM Punk. Hey, I bet you were happy this past Friday oh, night. Goosebumps.
0: Goosebumps. I I, uh,
1: I I had I had a couple. Had I was I was I was moisty eyed. You know. Yes,
0: yeah. It's a little I had to, you know fan, yeah.
1: the, fan the whole eyes. Absolutely. Had to get some tissues. Yeah. Uh favorite tag team of all time.
0: Ah, uh, team extreme.
1: Okay. Okay, same here. Right yeah. on. Right on. F- favorite submission hold. Oh, ankle a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Maybe, maybe 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 you could show Kurt how it's done.
0: Oh okay, <laughs> yes. For him to come in and beat my
1: ass. I mean it, it, with, we, with we a all,
0: broken freaking neck. We all
1: we all know how wrestling retirements work.
0: Oh uh, yeah, right. All right, yeah. I give him
1: a few years, I guess. You, you, you never know. Uh fa- <laughs> favorite match of all time.
0: Ooh, Bailey Sasha NXT Takeover Brooklyn.
1: Yes, that I that, I remember that being like one of my first wrestling highs, like just exhausted yes. after.
0: Yeah, I, if, I, if I'm going to show anything to anyone to try to get them into professional wrestling, it's that match.
1: I know. Sasha, she played her part so perfectly in that match. It was great.
0: She did. Five stars. Absolutely. Ten, 100 stars.
1: 10 stars. 100.
0: Yeah.
1: Over over 9,000. <laughs> Favorite band movie? Favorite band movie? Yeah. Or band
0: movie?
1: Band movie. Band movie. Are are there band movies? Band movies. I know, like I know, like American Pie, Band Camp, and I think that's it.
0: A... Oh my goodness gracious! Um. Oh my god! What What is Drumline? There we go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: some, some of Nick Cannon's best work. <laughs>
0: yeah, legit.
1: <laughs> and last up, if you could wrestle anyone in history, who would it be and why?
0: Oh, my God. I like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say who first came to mind because uh, despite what happened, we're just going to put that to the side. She's my favorite. Uh, the man, Becky Lynch.
1: OK. OK. All right. No, no, abs- absolutely. Just, just, let's just
0: put what happened at SummerSlam to the side real quick. Um, I mean, she's my favorite of the four horsewomen. I felt as though. She got in the shaft for a long time.
1: Um, She she did. She did. We're not going to lie.
0: I think think for her to kind of do like a kind of Daniel Bryan-esque type thing where um, she got over despite what was thrown at her and became one of the most popular superstars, male or female, um, in WWE and in the wrestling business, um, I think definitely says something about – you know, her perseverance and her abilities.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Becky, her rise to, to the top, it was, it was really just organic.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's so cool to see. And that gives me, uh, again, that that whole, that whole series, like the, the turn on Charlotte, even though she was a heel and everyone che- is cheering her, the punch in the face by Nia and the pose with her bloody at the top of the steps you know, I know the the, man at wrestlemania like oh my god
1: i yeah. i think that uh that pose with the irish war paint the blood on her and then the, the swag that she had on the top of those steps that really cemented her into mainstream status 100 jordan this has been awesome thank you so much for doing this i had a blast chopping it up with you this past weekend uh let the people know where they can find you
0: Ooh, uh, so you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Jordan underscore blade 92. Um, as far as shows coming up, I'm not going to run down the whole thing, um, but you can catch me at probably M Woodstock um, this Saturday. Um, all of those shows are going to be streaming on Twitch, um, starting with IWW at 12. Um, so that's going to be going on all day. Then, if you want to pop on over to IWTV, I believe at 7 for Pro Wrestling Magic's Hot AF, I get a rematch against Allie Cat for the Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Championship that her and Effie, collectively known as Bussy, stole from me. So, tune in to see if I can, you know, put her in an ankle lock and get that back. Um, And then next weekend is Second City Summit. Sunday, the 5th, at 11 a.m. on Fight TV. It's Effie's Big A Brunch. I'm in a bare-knuckle brawl against
1: Paro. Okay. You got a lot coming up. I I think I'm most excited about the Alley catch match. I love Alley.
0: I love Allie. She's, she's great. I'm going to need her to give me my title back, but yes, okay. Okay. she's great. I, I love
1: Allie. Love I, Allie. I, I think you have some other gold in, in, in the works coming up here. <laughs>
0: I think so, man. I'm, I'm eyeing, I'm eyeing a couple championships at, uh, at, GSW. I know Masha just won the, uh, the Global Cup, so she's the new and first ever women's champion there. But I also know she's the uh, solo syndicate champion. So uh, I feel like one of those belts needs to come home with the ankle breaker.
1: Absolutely, guys. This has been a great conversation, Jordan. Thank you so much, the mathematician. Everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man.